Microgreens Entrepreneur Episode 4 How to Grow Microgreens You're listening to the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast where the aim is to help you start, grow and improve any microgreens business. I'm your host Brian Faulkner owner of a microgreens business that I operate out of my own home. Stay tuned and welcome along. Hello there, thank you very much for tuning in wherever you are. On this week's episode, I've got a tutorial on how to grow microgreens. I'm going to go through all the steps from seeding to harvesting. Now I can appreciate that some of you listening already know how to grow microgreens, but stick around anyway and there might be something that you can take away from it. Or else you might spot something that I forget and you could let me know at the end. Explaining how to grow microgreens is usually done visually, so we'll have to see does it work out doing it as a podcast. In this episode, I'm going to go over general guidelines for all microgreens, but every microgreen is a little bit different in a certain way. So this method that I explained today is going to have to be changed maybe in some small little way for each microgreen. And if you like this episode and people find it useful, I'll make other episodes that go specifically into different types of microgreens. Okay, so let's get started. First thing we'll go through is what you're going to need to grow microgreens. So on a basic level, you're going to need some trays, seeds, a water source, some soil and a form of sunlight. So we'll start off with the trays. When growing any microgreens, I recommend using two trays, one with holes and one without holes. The reason for this is that when the microgreens have sprouted and there's leaves there, you're going to be able to water them from the bottom so you're not keeping the foliage wet by watering it from the top. The reason we want to water from the bottom and keep the foliage dry is that by doing that, you're going to help reduce the chances of your microgreens getting mould or disease. You're going to need a third tray then for covering the microgreens after you put the seed in, but I'll go through that again in a minute. The next thing to think about then is your growing medium. I recommend growing microgreens in soil. I use a compost that's mainly made up of coconut coir and it's very fine. I will make another episode in the future that discusses all the different growing mediums and how they work out for microgreens. So the main thing about your soil is that you need one that's very fine. You don't want any large particles or clumps in your soil because this is going to be a problem for microgreens. The finer the soil the better. So once you've sourced your soil you're going to take your two trays, you're going to put the tray with holes inside one without holes. You're then going to fill the tray with holes up with about an inch and a half of soil. When you've done that you really want to break it up with your hands and just make sure it's as fine as it can be with no clumps. And then you're going to smooth it out with your hand and make it even. After that then you're going to press the soil down. You can press it down with your hand or you can use a piece of wood or something flat to make the soil flat. The next thing then is to water the soil. You want the water droplets that are going onto the soil to be fine. So I recommend using something like a watering can that has a sprinkler head on the end of the spout. That's probably the cheapest option. The main thing is that you're not pouring big droplets of water on the soil. You want to try and disturb the soil the least amount as you can so it remains flat. Like for instance you wouldn't water the soil from the top with like a cup or a glass or something like that where the water just pours out onto the soil. So once you've got your watering can or whatever you're going to water with you're going to soak the soil before you go seeding it. The aim at this stage is to try and get the soil as wet as possible without there being a puddle there. So you really do want a good bit of water in the soil at the start to help that seed get germinating. So next we're on to the seeding. And one thing I want to mention about seeds before we get into it is a question that frequently comes up about microgreens and that is are microgreen seeds different to normal seeds 
And the answer to that question is no. Microgreen seeds are the exact same as the seeds that you use to sow in the field or wherever. The only difference with microgreens is that we sow the same seeds, but we sow them much more dense. That being said, I recommend buying your microgreen seeds in bulk. The best place to do this is usually online. There's plenty of good seed companies out there and I'll recommend a couple in the show notes. The reason you want to buy them in bulk is because that you're going to use so many of them and it's much cheaper to buy them in bulk. If you go down to your local garden centre or hardware where they sell the small little packets of seeds, you're going to need a lot of those packets to sow microgreens and it's going to cost you a lot of money to buy your seeds there. Okay, so you've bought your seeds and you're ready to go. There's just one thing you need to know before you sow them. Some people soak some of their seeds before they plant them. Like for instance, a lot of people soak pea seed before they plant them and sunflower seed. Personally, I don't soak any seed. I just find that it takes a lot of extra time and effort to do it and you really don't gain much from it. Let's take pea shoots for example. So if I'm going to soak them, I've got to go get a bucket, I've got to fill it with water, I've got to weigh out the seed, put the seed in the bucket with water. I've got to time it so I don't leave it soaking for too long and the seed could possibly rot. And then I've got to come back and drain that seed. And really in my experience, what you gain from soaking it first, it's probably a day or two at the max. So I just don't think it's worth it. I work it into my schedule that I sow these seeds a day more in advance and I sow them dry. So when you are going to plant your microgreens, the seed density for each microgreen is going to be a small bit different. Now I've actually made a seed density calculator and you can get this and use this too and the way it works is you input the size of your trays into the calculator and it will output the seed density that I use in the 10 most popular microgreens that I grow. You can get that over at my website microgreensentrepreneur.com and I leave a link for it in the show notes. So once you have your seed density and you've weighed out your seed, you're going to start to seed your tray. Now I recommend that you seed the edges of the tray first because usually the edges are forgotten and a lot of the focus goes into the middle of the tray. And one thing to note is that the middle of the tray gets the least amount of airflow. So if you're going to have anywhere in your tray that's extra dense with seed, you want to have that on the outsides. But the goal is really to scatter the seeds evenly over the whole tray. Once you've done this, you're going to press your seeds into the soil then. You can either do this with your hand or some kind of piece of wood or a press. After that then, you're going to spray the seeds with a mister bottle. And that will just get the seeds a little bit more wet and help them germinate. So now it's time to cover them. There's only two microgreen seeds that I'll bury. And they are pea shoots and coriander. I bury the pea seed with soil and I bury the coriander seeds with vermiculite. Maybe I'll do another episode on growing coriander specifically using vermiculite, if you like this episode. For the majority of other microgreen seeds, you're not going to bury them, but you're going to trick them into thinking that they're buried. And the way you do that is by putting another tray on top of your seeds. The reason you're doing that is you're providing darkness to the seed by covering it with the tray, and you're also putting pressure on the seed. That's one thing to mention actually. Once you put the tray on, you're going to put a weight in the tray. You could use the bag of seeds that you use to seed with as the weight that you put in the tray. And by doing this, you're artificially providing the pressure and the darkness that soil would naturally provide for the seeds. The reason you're not going to bury the majority of microgreen seeds is that you don't want your microgreens coming up through the soil and making them dirty. By the microgreen shooting up directly from the seed and not having to go through the soil, it's just much cleaner and it gives you a better product. So now you've your seeds sown and you've got your extra tray on top of them. And if you're sowing a few trays, you can place all of these trays on top of each other. And that will help keep the seed weighed down. 
Now it's time to wait for a couple of days and let nature take its course. I'll usually check the trays after a couple of days and I'll spray some water on them just to keep the seed moist. Depending on whatever crop you've sowed, some of them are going to take longer than others to germinate. When they start to germinate, you're going to see root hairs coming out of the seeds and they're going to start to sprout upwards. At this stage, you want to keep your eye out for any mould. It's at this stage that your microgreens are going to be at their most vulnerable with all that dampness around the seeds and the soil and the new shoots. I'm planning on doing another episode specifically on mould and other problems that microgreens face. So after germination, the newly sprouted microgreens, they're going to start to push the tray that's covering them up into the air. Now it actually surprises me every time how much power that there is in microgreens when they're just sprouting up looking for the sunlight. It always surprises me to see them pushing up four heavy trays that are stacked on top of them. They're powerful little things. And just one thing to note is that by the microgreens having to push these trays up and struggle a little bit by pushing them up, it's making them that bit stronger. At this stage, when you're seeing the microgreens pushing up the tray that's on top of them, the microgreens are going to be yellow, and that's completely normal. The reason that they're yellow is because they haven't got any light yet, and they haven't had the chance to photosynthesize and turn green. Once they've grown like this, where they're about an inch to an inch and a half tall, that's when I take the tray with the weights off them, and I'll put them under the light. Now, there's various different sources of light that you can use, the most obvious one being sunlight. So a greenhouse or a window will do for that. But most professional growers will use some kind of electric lights. Fluorescence and LEDs are the most popular. I'm actually planning to do a separate episode solely on looking at the different types of lights that there is available for growing microgreens. Once you've got your microgreens under the lights, this is where your second tray is going to come into play. So from this point on, you're going to water by lifting up the first tray with the holes in it and pouring water into the bottom tray. You're just going to pour in enough water that it fills the bottom of the tray where you can't see the plastic of the bottom of the tray anymore. You're going to need to do this maybe once every day or two. It it depends on the climactic conditions of your grow room. The ways that you can tell if your microgreens need water are by checking the soil for the moisture of the soil. If it feels damp, they should be fine. And if it feels dry, you need to water them. Another way is that you'll also get used to the weight of the trays. So if a tray is on the shelf and you lift it up and it feels light, It probably needs water and you'll get to know the feel of when your trays need water by knowing what kind of weight they should be. You're going to continue to water them and keep an eye on them every day until they're ready to harvest. And this could be within a week from planting them or some of them can even take up to three or four weeks. It just depends on what microgreen you're growing. For the majority of microgreens, the way you're going to know that they're ready to harvest is that they're going to have both of their cotyledon leaves, which are the first two leaves that the microgreens produce but they are not going to have their true leaves yet. The true leaves are the next set of leaves that come out after the cotyledon leaves on the microgreens. When the true leaves start to come out on the microgreens there can be a bitter taste from them. So there's a sweet spot there where you let the microgreens grow for as long as you can in the cotyledon stage before the true leaves come out so they grow enough that you get the most off them but you don't grow them for too long that the true leaves come on them. So when your microgreens are ready to harvest in, you're going to either need a really sharp knife or a scissors. And you're going to cut the microgreens as close as you can to the soil without actually touching the soil. You don't want to get any soil on the bottoms of the microgreens. Once you have them harvested, you want to store them in your fridge as soon as possible. And then they really should be eaten as soon as possible after that. Some microgreens have a longer shelf life than others, like pea shoots seem to last forever, but generally most microgreens will only last a week or two after harvesting. So that's the tutorial over. I don't know how that worked out as a vocal explanation. 
It'd be interesting to hear if you found that it worked or it didn't. And if you felt that it did work, I'd make more how-to episodes like this. There's a link in the show notes where you can leave me a voice message directly on SpeakPipe and that'll come straight to me. Or you can leave a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate any type of feedback, good or bad. If you did like the tutorial, I've actually got some videos on YouTube that go into growing specific crops of microgreens. And you'll be able to find them on my website, microgreensentrepreneur.com. There's only a few there at the moment, but hopefully if you're listening to this in the future, there'll be a lot more there. So that really brings us along to the end of the episode. I hope you liked it and I hope maybe you found something interesting or you learned something in it. If you feel like I left anything out or I missed anything, you can get in touch with me and let me know that too. So look, that's it. Thanks again for listening and I hope you have a great week and all the best. Bye.